Hello, and welcome to So Divine Conversations. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galling. And this is our monthly podcast, actually our second podcast that we do every month where Stephanie and I have a conversation and we focus on different themes and ideas that we feel are relevant right now, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Hi, Megan. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So here we are um, in the midst of a pandemic, uh, COVID-19, doing this podcast. And so just checking in a little bit on you. How how are you doing? How am I doing? (laughs) I mean, that answer changes moment to moment, right? I feel like we're all so filled with so much, like we're being stretched in so many ways to adapt to these changes that just seemingly came out of nowhere. So when I think about that question or when people ask me, I realize the only way for me to ground into that is just thinking, how am I right now? Mm. You know, what's arising for me right now? And I would say how I am right now and what's arising is I'm really happy to be here <laughs> with you in conversation. Yes, yes. Yes. And, and you, how are and, you? Well, I love that you're putting this in the context of moment to moment and, you know, to be or not to be, you know, how are you feeling? And I think what you're saying I can really relate to is that it changes moment to moment and we're on this roller coaster ride and emotionally, spiritually, and every way. So I think it does change moment to moment. Um, but I am doing well, although I, I will have to say a lot of my stuff, I like, I think for most people or a lot of people is really coming to the surface right now. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And we're going to weave it into, because we came up with a theme for this month or for this podcast. And the theme is loss. Mm -hmm. And when you and I talked about what we wanted to talk about, I think we both agreed that that is a major theme, a major energy that's really out there right now, that so many people are going through that feeling of loss, whether it's, you know, loss of a job or loss of a loved one or loss of a way of being or a way of life or loss of comfort, loss of finances. There's just this, you know, there's loss out there. And so maybe what we can do today is talk a little bit about what that loss means to us and different ways to move through that. Yeah, that's great. I think it's so great because it's so palpable right now. Mm. Like, as you say, there's just like loss almost everywhere you look, right? That and different Mm -hmm. people maybe having different experiences of what that means for them, like either what their actual experience of loss is in their life or the the fear of loss. Right. um, do you, do you want to start in? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's interesting because I do think fear and loss do go hand in hand. And I think that, of course, there's the, you know, the tangible loss that's happening, you know, whether it's the loss of life or loss of finances or jobs or, you know, just day to day. But I also feel like there's the more intangible sense of loss, whether it's just this deep, deep feeling of grief or feeling like things are going away and they're not going to be coming back or that feeling of despair. And I know for me, you know, I, you know, as I always say, I'm such a sensitive person. Um, 
I feel like I have been going through the feeling of loss in a way that is very despairing. And yeah, you know, even though intellectually I know I'm okay and I will be okay and thank God my friends and family are safe and I've got money in the bank, I'll be fine. But yet I still have moments of just feeling like the rug's getting pulled out from under me and that there that things are crumbling and there's nothing to hold on to and you know i you know for a lot of our listeners out there i'm sure you have a lot more time on your hands than you normally do and that has also been true for me you know doing the clients and showing up for that and the clients coming forward has been at a much, much slower pace lately. And I think a lot of that is because, well, number one, I think people are still in shock and I think people are still integrating and I think people are still working their way through whatever's going on to even be able to reach out. And I know for me personally, the feelings and emotions, there's just some days I, I have a hard time putting my pants on, you know what I mean? And and yet, you know, I feel like it's, you know, all that time is just forcing myself into myself. And so it is bringing up a lot of this deeper, deeper stuff. And in that is this fear of loss and this fear of losing and, and just waves and waves of grief. Oh, thank you for being so honest. Yeah, I mean, sharing it's just... that. You know, loss is really, and like you said, right, there's both that experience of the actual tangible, like something is going away or something has gone away. And then there's also that almost like anticipatory fear mm -hmm. of a possible loss down the road, right? Like even, so that just also, it's very compounded. And it's hard, right? I mean, I mean, it is also very like, it's real, like to lose your finances or to lose a sense of like comfort or to lose your dreams, yeah. you know, to lose, let alone like losing your health or losing your loved one, you know, who may succumb during this time. I mean, it's just, we're steeped in this sea of, of loss and grief. And, mm. you know, some of it also too is, that sense too of like, wow, I know myself to be a person who X, Y, Z, right? Who <laughs> does this kind of work or this is what it looks like or every Friday I get together with my two best girlfriends or what it may be. And those are ways of being on our routines and how our life is structured is different. And so there's maybe this also the sense of loss of identity, right? I knew yes. myself to be this person yes. and now I'm not, expressing my life that way who am i yes you know? exactly exactly you know to be or not to be and that's where you say that I, I i i'm fine but that's changing every moment and i think the i think that loss of identity stephanie is really really huge and you know i'm someone that <clears throat> for better or for worse i do define a lot of myself through the work that i do and you know i think i'm someone where the work is very intermingled in my day-to-day -day life right so as that work shifts and changes you know as that way of being is in a transition or transformation it does make you question who am I and what am I doing? And again, with the anticipation, 
and what's going to happen with that and where's that going and where will that be? Yes. I mean, it's a lot to navigate. Yeah. It's a lot to handle at any time, you know, and I, it just also feels too like, you know, we were talking before about how also we can sort of um, look at, we can frame this moment. We can even frame this notion of, of loss and surrender, right? Through what's happening astrologically, right? With really yes. heavy Pluto right now. You yes. know, we are in the sea of the year of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction and the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction that goes throughout the year. And Pluto is many things, including it is about, you know, death and rebirth. It is about release and surrender. It's about getting to and knowing the core when the facades strip away. Yes. And, yes. But we cling, like we cling to our, mm. our identities. This is how I know myself. This is the sort of structure yes. and form that I've given myself. And it's, if some of those are releasing, I mean, it's almost this abject terror where we think like we're going to die. Well, yes. we're not dying, but the way that we've, you know, we've formed our ego may. And yet I think we all need to remember that like at the core, even if that is all stripped away, who we are deep down can never be taken from us. Wow, that is so good. It does feel so Plutonian right now, you know, that, that, you know, that just death and rebirth and transform. So I'm really glad that you, you brought that up. And just to put that in a little bit of context is, you know, for example, natally in my natal birth chart, astrologically, I have Pluto in my second house and the second house is about money and security and value and self-reliance. And mm. I really feel like so much of that is being triggered and where I'm really having to dig in deeper into some of that shadow energy, that underworld, and really look at what are my core foundations that are secure. And when we're going through things like this, nothing feels secure. So again, what you're saying is that it's forcing us to find maybe what real security is, which is there's no such thing as security in the world anymore, but what is real security, right? And, you know, we've talked before too, that I ultimately think there's healing in this. And so it's not just that the universe is punishing us. I, I do feel like it's not that there's a reason why this is happening, but perhaps an opportunity. And that opportunity is when things are being stripped away and to like we're talking about, lean into it, surrender into it, see what's there. And then a tremendous amount of transformation or healing can come. Completely. You know, I've been thinking a lot about how, you know, a lot of the words that are being used now, right, in our, in our colloquial, in our, not colloquial, but just like in this context of this new now that we're sharing. And, you know, one of the two very strong words, right, is essential versus non-essential. You know, an essential business, a non-essential business, an essential activity, a non-essential activity. And I think that that's actually really interesting and very Plutonian as a way also to apply to ourselves, like during this time where things are being stripped away, right, where we're having loss, you know, that we might also be discovering like, what is essentially of import to me? And also what is at my incest? Oh, excuse me. Okay. Pause that. Okay. Well, okay. What is at my essence? 
you know, what is at my core? And that maybe this process part of it, I don't think everything, but there may be parts of our lives where we have this loss that we can frame it to say, actually, you know, all these social plans that I used to have, and now let's say I'm losing them, but what is it that I'm discovering? That's actually essential to me that might not have been when I was just in a routine before of a way of being. So, yeah, I think what you're putting it in the, in the context of, you know, again, very Pluto death and rebirth, you know, we have to die to be reborn. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, especially when things were perhaps a little bit more intense, I, I was saying to a friend, I just feel like I've been cracked open, you know, like my very essence, you know, my body, it felt visceral that it had been cracked open and I had to just surrender into that feeling and again it felt just very visceral and and with that came these just waves and waves of grief and i have been hearing from other clients and friends that you know grief is something in this period and in this loss that is coming up and it may not always quote make sense but to just again give yourself permission to be in that grieving process whatever that means, you know, crying or whatever, but in that being broken open, you know, that death, you know, ultimately what started to happen is I felt myself filled with light. Mm. And it, again, it was this very visceral feeling of being torn apart. <laughs> and, and then, you know, with time, like started those cracks, <laughs> the light started to come into those cracks. And you know, even as I'm talking about it right now, I can feel into it. I'm like, I can feel that light in my system, right? There's more of it there, but it feels like it had to get cracked open for that to happen. Mm. Yes. And that process of just, I think for all of us, right? Having faith that like, you know, in terms of this experiences of loss or feeling cracked open, right? That something will, you know, as we let the feelings wash over us, right? And we just are in them and we try not to rationalize everything and we just go into the feelings themselves that there may be a renewal, right? That the light will fill in. Right. And I think, again, what you're, what you're saying is we have to give ourselves permission and we have to let go of some judgment here about, I should be here, or I should be better at this, or, you know, why am I feeling this way? Everything's okay. Or, you know, to take away the judgment and to trust yourself that if something is coming up, if you're feeling a certain way, that's what needs, needs to happen. And with that, again, comes the surrender. So, what I would ask you, Stephanie, is like, is there anything that you want to share about what is your process of surrender? I mean, what helps you with that? So one of the things that I've been practicing, by the way, I'm not an expert on this. <laughs> I'm just going to that disclaimer. You're not? No, is, I'm not. <laughs> is just to really try like not to go to judgment, not to mm -hmm. go to editing, not to go into my head and just to stay with the feelings, mm. right? And not even say like, what does this feeling mean? And how long will it last? Or what's the root of it? It's just sometimes just to be in it and not to resist it. Mm -hmm. you know, and that feels really, really important, that sense of surrender. And I was, um, 
felt really supported the other day when I was listening to a talk by two really wise teachers, Roshi Joan Halifax and Frank Ostaseski, who are two, you know, leaders in the field of conscious death and dying. You know, they come from a Buddhist perspective. And she was speaking about this notion of, you know, in your practicing, your meditation or wherever, just to surrender, just to be, just to allow even those feelings of grief or loss to come over you and not to resist that. And what that does, that softening and that softening into that is that it allows us to tap into the sea of compassion. Mm. That as compassion opens, it somehow becomes a steadying force. And when that compassion opens, we know that it helps us to weave a web with others around us. Wow, yeah. So that we can feel a greater sense of being held. Like that was sort of where I went with that and and what has really been really quite transformative for me in the last couple of days after listening to you know their teachings wow that is so beautiful thank you for sharing that stephanie and i mean wait it's like i'm like yeah well of course you know i, I think at the end of the day it's always about going to compassion right and and the heart you know, it's just really trying to stay heart focused in all of this. And I think most spiritual traditions, you know, in meditation or breath work or prayer, you know, it's always about going into the heart. And so that's, I love that. And the thing that I've been thinking about in this surrender process is really a lot about prayer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, you know, a traditionally religious person, although I embrace all world religions, but more spiritual, more the mystic, but, you know, I do have a prayer practice. And so as things became intense and I was feeling deeply, of course, I'm praying and praying away and all of that. And that felt really good. And like what you were talking about, when you get into the heart and you become a part of that web and it connects you. And I think part of the power of prayer is that connection. It's that relationship, not only with spirit, but with that kind of collective energy. And then, you know, I, I was, you know, doing this, my prayer process, and I happened to be reading some Rumi poems. And Rumi is one of the places I go when I need comfort. And Rumi has this wonderful poem, it's called Judgment Day. And he talks about prayer in there. And one of the lines from that poem is, uh, prayer is an egg, hatch out of the total helplessness inside. And when I read that, I thought, wow, how am I praying? Not that there's a right or wrong way for prayer, but I realized perhaps I was praying from a position of, not a begging position of begging God for something, but maybe it was from a place of helplessness or despair. And again, nothing wrong with that but I kind of shifted my energy around that and started to like, instead of asking or uh, wanting something, um, I really shifted it to like just sending prayers for universal love or more consciousness or more healing or transformation for everybody. And it really, that whole process really had me looking very differently at prayer. Wow, how powerful and how liberating. 
Yes, how liberating. <laughs> right. I mean, it sounds yes. that way too. Yes. I mean, I feel too like anywhere we look, like there, I mean, this is like we need to, I don't know, maybe this sounds too sort of elevated, but to say like, you know, have be friends with loss because I don't think that that's the right way of saying it, but like it losses just everywhere. I mean, even thinking about how we might've had this plan of like how we were going to navigate our life, you know, the rest of our life. And it looked like this and it's like all the rules have changed on some level. Right. So even yeah. that is, we need to release that, but yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this from what you just said about prayer. And then what I said before about compassion, if we have lost maybe what we were using as a map before and we need a new map that our ability to move forward in this changed landscape right comes from this deeper connection of wisdom and intuition right and mm -hmm. faith and compassion that we can have through this new way of orienting to loss does that make sense Oh, that's so good, Stephanie. I love that because what you're talking about, you know, it's what you're saying is go within, right? And so, you know, when the world is falling apart, you know, that's the moment where you go within, where ultimately not just when the world is falling apart, but, you know, that's where, you know, the intuition and the deeper knowledge and that spiritual GPS system and all of that that's where we can, we, we remember perhaps that it's really there. It's, it's not that it's not been there, but we're kind of forced more to like look for answers or like you're saying compasses, you know, to help us navigate in different ways. And yes, I do think, it, you know, this is very much more than anything else, a spiritual crisis that's happening on the planet. And yes, it's a financial crisis, it's a healthcare price crisis, it's a global crisis, all of that, political crisis. But at the end of the day, this is, I believe, a spiritual crisis. And it's forcing us all within and, you know, uh, using different navigational tools. And I think if, if there was an opportunity in all of this, perhaps that's part of the, the silver lining. Like we go, right, we go within and reclaim those treasures. And then by going within, we now have a new way to more confidently and consciously navigate the without, right? The outside world, this new outside world. Yes, and you know, even having this conversation, which is so great, is it reminds me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Go with it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Megan, it's not all about you. Yeah, that the whole world's going through this. And you know, yeah, that's okay. Honor your grief. It's 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 all good. And I think that's why conversations like this, wherever you may have them, yeah. are so powerful because we can remind each other what's really important and that you're not alone. And I think that message, and perhaps that's part of the spiritual crisis, is knowing you're never alone because you have a collective and you have spirit with you, right? Yeah. Is, is that to have these conversations because I don't know, I feel better already, Stephanie. So I'm just saying, I feel okay now, you know, but, but it's good to talk about it, right? It's so, I mean, there's just sort of so much evocation and healing and clarity that comes from talking and conversing. Mm. And actually when you were speaking before something else just came to me, it did a did I just lose it? Wait, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Where did it go? Oh yeah. Which is that like, 
as we return, I almost lost it when we're talking about loss, as we return to going within and we rediscover that what is within ourselves and the beauty and the treasure that is, that that is also one of the things that never can be taken away. Ooh. That we Ooh. never can lose because that is part of the essential being of ourselves. Wow. Wow. That, Stephanie, that's just really... Like, See, that's but that, so that, that, that just got created in our conversation. So I, I love these conversations. I, I know. I, but, you know, I love that because, you know, because at the end of the day, for people that are struggling, and like myself, I've been struggling with a lot of this, it's like to just remember that, you know, whatever is going on out there. And I actually just kind of, a little tear is coming to my eyes, Stephanie, because I feel like that is so proud profound to remember that, that whatever's happening out there, you know, we're eternal beings and who we are on an essential deep level. And no matter what, that never, ever goes away. You know, that's, well, I'm verklempt. That's, <laughs> at a moment, that's really good. You know, I think also what would be great, Stephanie, is could you share like, there, are there any flower essences that come to mind that could be helpful for people right now? Yes, thanks for asking. Um, I love working with flower essences. I was actually thinking the other day when like, I was thinking about my relationship with flower essences and I was sort of like doing a riff on like Elizabeth Warren, like I have a plan for that. And I was like, there's a flower <laughs> essence for that. Um, you must, you <laughs> must contact her. She can have a flower essence plan too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there are numerous ones depending upon what people's individual experiences are of this time. But if I had to just sort of pick one or the first one that comes to my mind, is the flower essence cherry plum? Because cherry plum is really called for when we find ourselves feeling out of control mm. or we, you know, we found, find the environment or a situation out of our control or we find that we can't control things as we perceived we could control and what arises within us when we either feel like we can't control something or we literally feel out of control. So cherry plum helps to like rebalance that and give us a greater sense of courage and grounding as we realize that certain things are beyond right what we can mm -hmm. i mean not maneuver but again to use that word control so yeah this is a really great one so um that would great be one yeah share. think thanks for for sharing that i think you know we're all looking for so many different tools right now and you know flower essences you know connecting you know that having time for your spiritual process whatever that means to you and also you know i've also found that's been helpful to me is some creativity Ooh. you know with having a little bit more time on my hands i've been digging deeper into my art process and into my writing process and that's also felt very nurturing you know just again the reminders of who we are on that on that deeper level yeah, beautiful, right? Because I think too, it's like, as we may be feeling lost, it's also like we reconnect to like the threads, like you have always been a creative person, right? And that can yeah. be taken away from you. And so also like the other um, benefits and joys that you get from doing that creativity or any of us get to 
get from that, but also it's like a reminder of like, oh, this is a constant. This is a consistent. Yes, yes, right? yes. This and I know myself life. this way. Yes, and yes. And you know yourself this way. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So there is obviously, this is a big subject loss and it's relatives, grief. And, it's vast, um, it's a vast, vast ocean um, of loss. <laughs> but do you, do you feel like, I wonder if there's anything else that we should share or we can, again, because we could just go on for so long with this? I, I think, you know, just um, the, you know, the energy of our conversation today and getting to have this with you and just feeling just very transformed by it. You know, again, so much of this, is stuff I already know, but when you really have it presented in a little bit different light or when it's presented with someone that, you know, is really connecting with you, it's so powerful. So again, I just, you know, want to put people, you know, remind people out there that you are not alone and to not hesitate to connect where you feel like you want to connect. Because I think sometimes if, you know, we're suffering or we're going through stuff, and I'll tell you, there's times when, you know, when I've been in despair or overwhelmed by emotions, I, there is sometimes even an energy of shame mm. around it. Like, why am I feeling this way? I'm really okay. Everything's okay. You know, you know, buck up here. And, you know, I, I can't let people see me this way, you know, that kind of stuff. So maybe just to also remember to take any, not only of the judgment, but take any shame out of it about how you're supposed to be moving through this. There is no right or wrong way. And if you're sensitive or it's bringing stuff up again, like I said, or we said before, you must trust that process. And so maybe it's just a shout out to let people know that you're not alone and we're going through it, you know, and we know you're going through it. And, you know, we just holding love, just holding love for everyone. Yeah, and seeing how powerful this conversation is, right? And also that we're coming from this place of like honesty and vulnerability, like to encourage everyone to like, you know, the, the people that you feel that sense of safety with, like to like, to really tap into like your deeper feelings and, you know, find a canvas, find an audience, find a stage upon which you can share that and the healing that may come from that. And that feels really, I wanted to share that. And the other thing I actually, that came to me when you were talking is just like, we're talking about loss. And actually one of the things that we could just voluntarily put in the loss pile is, <laughs> is, is judgment, <laughs> lose judgment. I'm going to lose judgment. That can be taken away from uh -huh. me right now. Good. That's great. I love it. The loss pile. Yes. Judgment. Yeah. Bye-bye judgment. Bye-bye judgment. Yes. Again, another, another, like another silver lining there in, in all of this. So, ah, oh, well, I feel fully surrendered, Stephanie. I do too. Yes. Magic. Yes. Magic. And I feel like there's a lot more space here in my being for healing. And I hope all of you guys feel the same way. And so um, this is So Divine Conversations. This is our second monthly podcast. We also do So Divine Tro in Astrology at the beginning of the month. And Stephanie, remind everybody of where they can connect with us. 
So you can connect with us on our website at sodivine.us where you'll see a page where you can send us a note if you want to share anything mm-hmm. that you'd like us to talk about in our podcast or, ex- you know, ex- uh, excuse me, or share with us your experience of loss mm-hmm. or how this might have touched or informed you or anything. We'd love to stay in touch with you. And you can find our podcast on, um, well, you've obviously found our podcast, but other places <laughs> on sodivine.us, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So Megan, I am so grateful to you. Mm-hmm. And really grateful to our producer, Sebastiano Tecchio. And of course, grateful to all of you who are listening in. Yes, I agree. So grateful. All right, my love, I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye now.